What's up, guys? Welcome. Coming to you live from Los Angeles, California. Your host, David Chandra. Hope you're all doing well and staying safe. We have an exciting episode ahead of us today. Two special guests that are joining us from California on the West Coast. They go to school at Samuel Merritt University up in Oakland, California. So, Diksha and Yona, introduce yourselves to the listeners, guys. Hi there, guys. It's Yona. Welcome, Pod Squad. Uh, I'm a third year podiatric medical student at CSPM. Thank you so much, David, for inviting us to your podcast. Definitely. Hey, Pod Squad. I'm Diksha, and I'm also a third year CSPM IG student. And uh, I'm excited. Thank you, David, again. Definitely. It's a pleasure to have you guys. Thank you for joining. I'm looking forward to hearing your story, and hopefully, the listeners have a lot to take away from your journey and all the knowledge that you guys are going to drop on us today. So for those of you who don't know what CSPM stands for, it's California School of Podiatric Medicine at Samuel Merritt University in Oakland, California. It's one of the two schools that are out here in California. And the other one is Western College of Podiatric Medicine, which is in Pomona, California. So just outside of Los Angeles. So tell me, guys, what have you guys been doing for the past couple of months once this quarantine had started? I know you just finished your exams and got off of classes and you're going to be preparing for boards. So how have you been passing your time? How is studying? How did that all happen during these past two months? So, um, so our school went into quarantine around mid-March uh, around our spring break. Uh, so going to spring break, we got an email saying that our school is going to be closed for an indefinite amount of time and that classes were going to switch over to Zoom. And I'm, I'm more of a type of guy who goes into class and likes to be engaged by the teacher and the, my fellow students and talk to everybody and ask a bunch of questions and, a, and answer questions. So, yeah, Zoom, Zoom took over my life and Diksha's <laughs> life and yeah. all of our lives, basically, yeah. for the past, I, I don't know, two months. And hey, we're on Zoom right now, too. So Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I don't have any problems with Zoom. I it's just it's not my style of learning. However, yeah. it has been nice that our school has been able to accommodate for our schooling needs by having all of our classes presented to us on Zoom and our teachers being able to Skype us or Zoom us with office hours. So that's been nice. And also taking exams online. I, I mean, I'm not there. I'm not a big fan of it, but. I'm glad our school was able to figure out all of these logistics at a very short notice with our, basically our country going in a lockdown and schools closing down and people being laid off. So it's been it's been a really tough time for all of us, but yeah. uh, we were able to adapt and just my whole life has been revolving around school. So it's it's I don't know, it's with a pandemic and the coronavirus going on, it's it seems like I don't want to say fitting time but it, for for me as a student uh i sit at home all day anyways studying <laughs> yeah. so it really doesn't bother me yeah and besides not going out but either way i'm, I'm studying for boards part one right now so yeah so you got to stay at home no matter what yeah exactly exactly <laughs> all right Diksha. so what about you yeah, it hasn't been too different, like Yona was saying, because um, we are still studying most of the time. But I am glad that, uh, in a weird way, that uh, I got to spend a lot of time with family, because even though I'm in my room studying most of the time, 
Um, at least I have them to go on walks with or if I ever want to complain because I'm stressed or something. I yeah. have my parents right there and my family. Homemade brother, food too. Um, homemade mm. food yeah. right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, I kind of actually like the online exams in the sense that it feels like the quizzes that we would often take online. Um, I like that. I kind of had, the, me and Yona had this relationship even previous to all of this with our professors, but I like that we can contact our professors a little easier because they're so kind. I mean, they just yeah. jumped on this right when they heard about COVID. Um, they immediately tried to make sure they had all these resources set. They learned, I'm sure it's incredibly hard to understand how to make all this work, but they made it work for us and we could basically contact them because they're right at our fingertips. And I loved, I loved all of that. Uh, however, obviously I would have wished that we, when we had our breaks um, in between exams that we could go out and eat with our friends yeah. or, you know, we could just hang out with everyone. Yeah. Just do your normal routine, what you would do exactly. after exams and everything. Yeah. No, it's definitely yeah. challenging for students who are going through these times because everything changed all of a sudden, you know, one day you're in class and you're studying for something. And the next day you're told to go home, pack your bags, go back home and study from home, which is a lot different than what we would expect. And like you said, and like Yona mentioned too, there's two types of students, one that prefers to study online, one that prefers to be in class. I'm someone who likes to study online and make my own schedule throughout the day so that I can listen to lectures whenever through BoxCast, which is what we use. And you can two times speed and you can use whatever speed you want and kind of accommodate it towards you. And I had friends like Yona who also wanted to be in class and have that face-to-face -face interaction with the professors. And especially for labs, we all have to be there. And I'm sure that's probably one of the biggest things that you guys as students have missed out on. So hopefully down the road, your faculty and faculty around the country can accommodate for those uh, missed opportunities. So kind of transitioning to talk about your journey. Tell us a little bit about where you guys went to undergrad, what your major was, and how you got interested in the field of medicine and specifically into the field of podiatry. So whoever wants to go first, you guys can share and get us started on this. So I went to undergrad at UCR, University of California, Riverside, and I majored in biology. Super simple. Uh, it's something that I really wanted to do because, again, I wanted to be pre-med. And I knew I definitely wanted to go into the healthcare professional field. And it really stemmed back. My journey really began around high school time when I was a sophomore going into my junior year. I was a very athletic person. I really liked going to sports. I really loved sports. I loved basketball, volleyball, and football. I was a big football guy. I really loved football. I was running back slash quarterback for my team. And um, however, I just had really bad flat feet in high school or just growing up in general. But it was it was really bothering me a lot in high school because playing sports all day, running on your feet, especially with cleats that are not really supportive of your arch, really took a toll on my foot. And just coming out of practice, I just had severe plantar fasciitis. My foot was always aching. I would always have to roll my foot over ice and take some ibuprofen or something or some Advil just to relieve some of the pain. And during that time, I really knew I knew I wanted to go into athletics. And so I wanted to be an athlete for a big D1 school and go into football because that was my passion during the time. 
And so I thought to myself, I needed to get my flat foot, my flat feet corrected somehow. And I tried the conservative route of just icing it and doing physical therapy, getting some custom orthotics, a few pairs, but nothing was seemingly, nothing seemingly was working for me. So I decided to go consult with an orthopedic surgeon down in Kaiser around Sunset area. And he told me I could do surgery uh, for my flat feet. It's really, it's unheard of, especially at my age of being 15 during that time. Yeah. But I was, I was, I was able to. So I, I pushed the surgeon to really see to my needs of having surgery. And at that time, I really didn't know the cons. I kind of just let it slide through because I just thought to myself, I'm 15, I'm very young, healthy individual. I can heal from this. I'm athletic as well. So I have everything going out for me and I, I should be just fine. I'll be in a cast for a few months, crutch around school and I'll be okay. Yeah. Uh, so long story short, I had three surgeries in high school and all of them failed. Uh, none of the surgeries worked. Um, and it was a very, very painstaking process to go through. And it was very hard on me. And then during college, during my first two years, I actually I also had I had two more surgeries, and I had to crutch around through through all like, through my first two years of college, and that was very rough on me. And I, I was just I was losing it at this point. Um, yeah, my mental state was taking a toll, and, and I was just feeling the pressure of like, how am I going to bounce back from this? Am I ever going to heal? And these are the thoughts that run through your head, especially when you've gone through surgery so many times that wow, it's just not my luck. Like something is going wrong. Yeah. However, I did bounce back. I did extreme physical therapy. I learned a lot about my feet and I just thought, wow, I'm, I'm learning all this incredible information about myself and about my feet. And particularly, I, I definitely wanted to do something along those lines of maybe doing, going into the MD field of becoming an orthopedic surgeon, giving back to the community or giving back to patients who are going through the same problems as I'm going through. Yeah. And so I thought, yeah, I'll just do the pre-med route. And that's why I chose biology and doing my prereq courses. And at that time, my friend, so going to my junior year, my friend told me, do you want to go to, she was recommending me to go see a podiatrist. And I was like, who's a podiatrist? I, I don't know anything about podiatrists. Yeah. And it, it was the first time I was ever hearing a a podiatrist, a foot doctor, so 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 called a foot doctor. And I was like, those don't exist. Only orthopedics. They do all ankle, knee, and foot. Like that's 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 who they are. Like yeah. who's a podiatrist? Yeah. And so I saw a podiatrist, and I really enjoyed my visit with the podiatrist. I, I learned a lot about my biomechanics. And again, like I said this previously to somebody else, that it was a breath breath of fresh air to see a podiatrist because they were able to tell me my, the next few steps I needed to take in order to be 90% healed from this, because you, you're never going to be a hundred percent healed from a surgery. That's just a matter of fact, it's just scar tissue, inflammation in the area. Things have changed over time, but they told me the things I had to do and they were just very, very precise with what I had to do. And they're very clear. There was nothing shady about it. And, I followed those steps and I was like, wow, this is impressive. This is something that I could definitely jump on board with because with the, my first three surgeries, the surgeon was very uh, clear with me. He, he never, he never looked out after me. He, he just saw me as another patient, another number yeah. versus the podiatrist I went to. He saw me as a human being who had needs and saw me as somebody that 
he could be friends with and make sure I was getting the right support and treatment during that time. Yeah, saw you and as Yona. So, saw you as Yona pretty uh, much, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. And that's that's what we need. And that's what I thought, okay, you know what? This is a great field. So I decided to shadow two doctors in the Riverside area for three months. Uh, and they were great doctors. They were able to tell me all about the field. There was no, there was nothing that they were uh, hesitant to answer my questions about. And they even allowed me to scrub in the OR just to see some of the foot procedures that they were doing that day. And it was, awesome. it was incredible. And yeah, and it was just such a great experience that it, it just left a mark on me. And I knew right then and there, I was like, okay, this is the field I want to go to get into. So my fourth year took the MCAT, applied to, uh, uh, three podiatric medical schools and decided on CSPM and I haven't looked back since and yeah. I really enjoy my journey since up to this point. So yeah. And here you are now at the end of second year. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. No, you, um, there was two big things that you mentioned, especially that we see in a podiatrist, which is that patient to physician interaction. You know, we get to develop that relationship as a physician with our patient and that patient gets to develop that with the physician and you got to see that from the patient's viewpoint and now you're going to take that role of being a podiatrist and giving back to a patient that comes to you which is very unique and not many of us can really experience that you know and it was trying times and difficult times for you during high school and I'm sure it was you know sad times too because you probably wanted to go into college like you said to play football and do more and give more to athletics and because of these surgeries, it kind of took you away from all of that. But at the same time, now you can still give back to students who might be going into, you know, a career in football. We never know. And uh, it's awesome exactly. to hear that yeah. story. Yeah. And and you mentioned two really big things that podiatrists do, which is work with patients who have flat feet and patients who have plantar fasciitis, which are two very common things that uh, individuals go through. And it's a very common situation. And something that we always treat within the office and something that can be treated even surgically as well too, conservatively and surgically. So thank you for pointing those things out as well too. And so now Diksha, it's your turn. Tell us a little bit about your journey into medicine and then into podiatry as well. Hey, mine isn't as beautiful as Yona's. <laughs> uh, hey, every story however. is beautiful in its own way. Yeah. Yeah. It's unique. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so since I was ever since my my dad gave me a laptop or, or a computer, I should say, there's no laptops back then. But yeah. uh, when I was really young, uh, at least when he gave it to me, there was no laptops. But <laughs> um, yeah. I did. I just found myself doing a lot of research on health topics, and I, it sounds silly because it's not like I was looking at research papers, but. Um, I would constantly be interested in how the body was working or uh, a more natural take on medicine and why, why I'd have this sickness or why my, why my grandma uh, would have pain in her feet or certain things like that. Yeah. Um, but I always had health in mind. That was something I really cared about. And um, I realized just over time that I liked the aspect of medicine where as a doctor, you were constantly helping to heal a patient. If not, if you weren't healing the patient exactly, you were still helping them through uh, a health condition that they were going through. Um, and I really like that. Yeah. And so I just throughout 
throughout my childhood, I was basically planning for medical school. So everything I did was related to medicine or a childhood dream of yours. Yeah. 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 Just at a clinic and, and it helped also, it it helped reestablish the fact that I really wanted to do medicine in my head for me because um, it, it was a test in a way when I was at a hospital and all I was doing was, um, refilling a glove compartment or something. Um, I would still see what was going on around me and I could see myself in that setting. Yeah. Um, and then towards the end of college, I started thinking about the different fields in, in healthcare. Um, and I had friends that were applying to podiatry, but back then, even though I went to UC Davis and I was a neurobiology, physiology and behavior uh, major, but I just, I, I knew there's podiatry out there. I didn't understand that it would take me to my ultimate goal of becoming a physician. I just didn't see that at the time. Yeah. So didn't even consider it. Um, and I was just going to apply to MDDO, but I took quite a lot of time after college. Um, I took maybe not too long, but I took yeah. three years about, if I'm correct, um, just taking extra courses and working in the healthcare field as a mental health worker. Um, so I was kind of, I just had a lot, lots of paths and I was looking at different schools and all of this stuff. Yeah. And then 2009, 2018, um, in, April. It was pretty late in the cycle, but that was when I started thinking about podiatry. I was in a special postback program, okay. and uh, my friends again were kind of telling me, "Hey, Dixon, why don't you try just just shadow podiatrist?" Um, and I was in a weird spot in my life at that point because I did I hadn't really applied to med schools yet. And um, the, to sorry to do and MD med schools yet. Yeah. But at that point, I was just thinking, is this really what I want to do? What if there's something else out there? So I was uh, I was researching stuff about nursing or PA school and all of that. And um, and I saw that there wasn't much on podiatry, and that frightened me a little bit because I was thinking, well, I can't go into a field when I don't, I haven't even heard from a student student's perspective online. I mean, that was, because that's what I based everything off of. I needed to hear the feedback sort of from actual students. I didn't see that. So, uh, but I did listen to my own friends and I went and shadowed a few podiatrists. I was in New Mexico at the time. Okay. And I loved, I loved the podiatrist that I shadowed because I, I did see, I did, I did see procedures that were a lot for me to see at first. Uh, it was different than what I was used to seeing when I go to surgeries or small, um, small physicians' offices like family medicine and everything. That's what I was used to. Yeah. So when I saw this, seeing that there was so much that went into podiatry, I was shocked a little afraid, but also really impressed yeah. and excited. Yeah. It was just a lot of emotions at once. Yeah. Uh, so I went back several times and I started to like it more and more. Um, I noticed when I talked to the podiatrist, they were, they made it, they're just so friendly. They made my experience even better. 
I liked the fact that I could take what I really liked uh, in family medicine and take it a little further because not only are we uh, we spending a lot of time with the patients and over time you grow relationships with them, but on top of that, uh, we're specializing, which I really like. There's so much variety constantly. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And then every, every appointment with a patient, you could likely make their day within 15 minutes. You yeah. could solve a problem of theirs within 15 minutes. And I really enjoyed that aspect. Uh, there's of course so much more, but that's the reason those are the main points and why I decided on podiatry. Um, yeah. And which did you apply to any certain schools or I know you're at CSPM, but did you apply to any other schools outside of that? Yeah. So I chose to interview at CSPM because it was in a place that I was familiar with, uh, living in the Bay area, but also, uh, I also interviewed at Temple University. I really liked Temple University. Uh, but the reason I chose CSPM is like I was saying, it's I felt like they were very similar, strangely enough. Yeah. Uh, I liked both the locations. I liked, again, I think it's just, it's something I've seen with every podiatry school. They're, they just, the admissions and the entire yeah. faculty, they tend to be so friendly Definitely. and welcoming. And, uh, and every everything is great. The academics, is, they're always going to be great. Yeah. Um, and the clinical opportunities, all of that. But I ended up choosing CSPM because uh, a little weird and specific, but they had, um, at the time, they had three I think it's three students per cadaver okay. at our anatomy lab. I really like that aspect. Yeah. And I also liked that I noticed that there were just lots of places I could study. And that's very important to yeah. me. Um, and being in an area where I could enjoy myself, I having nature, and if I wanted to be a recluse, I just able to be hey i mean like it's the bay own. it's the bay area so you can't you can't get better yeah. than that so <laughs> right, yeah right. exactly yeah. yeah no that's awesome and i'm glad that you guys both found um the place that fit for you you know especially mm-hmm. the profession with podiatry and as well as the school that you guys are at now too and a couple of things that i kind of took away from your story that was similar to yona's story as well is that when you guys where with podiatrists, you get you got to feel the emotions and be able to see how the podiatrist cared for their patient. And that kind of resonated with you guys. And something I want the listeners to know as well, too, if you want to really see what a podiatrist does, like be in their shoes for a day and see what they do for a day, because you're going to learn a lot just in one day. And like Diksha mentioned, you can literally help a patient in that 15 minute period that you're with them. And you can make them feel good. And they get they tell you that, too, to your face that like, hey, I feel a lot better than I was when I walked into the clinic. And that's something that you can't really see all the time in other specialties. And that's something that sticks out to us. And a couple other things, too, that you mentioned, you know, you were curious from a very young age, which is very impressive. Um, The fact that you are researching everything and doing all those things like not everyone does that. And that's important. Having that, that curious nature to your personality helps you kind of look into more things and it might end up taking the long route like you did but you know at the end of the day you found what worked for you and that's the best part of it all and I kind of 
relate to you on this as well, the hospital environment. Like I have volunteered. We do a lot of volunteering. We do a lot of shadowing and we don't get to do all the hands-on stuff. And we do, like you said, you know, stack gloves and put them in like compartments or whatever. <laughs> but then like, you know, that hospital feeling. And I always used to tell my parents, like, this is where I want to be. Like something about the hospital is different. You know, like yeah. I can yeah. see myself being in there. I can see myself working. So it's really nice to hear that from your perspective as well, too. Yeah. yeah, so I'm glad that you guys can share this uh, story with us. Two both unique stories that kind of shaped you guys and molded you guys into who you are now. And I'm looking forward to where your journey kind of takes you from here, whether it's in California or whether it's somewhere else on the East Coast or Midwest or South. But one thing that you mentioned earlier, uh, Diksha, was that you said that not many uh outlets were there for you to learn about podiatry when you were researching about podiatry there was no uh podcast like this and there was no instagram page like your guys's which is follow them at the dpm journey if you guys haven't heard of them yet that's their instagram handle so i'm giving them a shout out so follow them they'll follow you back as well thank you, thank you. that's how i came across them on instagram and like you said uh there wasn't many openings like that where students can kind of just relate and hear stories from other students who are already in school. So we'll kind of break this up into two parts. You only have like four minutes on this first segment, but share with me a little bit about what made you want to start this journey on Instagram and kind of reach out to other individuals and other students who are on the up and coming. And We'll get to Yona's perspective on it as well, too, and how you guys came together to work together and do what you're doing. And it's a great thing that you guys are doing as well. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, um, based off that, I mean, to go along with that story that I started. Um, so May was is so late in the cycle, but when I had gotten in back in May of 2018, that was when I realized I needed to, I, I just... I had to start a YouTube channel. That's what was going on in my head. I, was just, I had to put something out so that students wouldn't have to deal with what I was dealing with Yeah. because it's, I, it was, this is an incredible field and it's like I've, I saw everywhere. If I did see anything on podiatry online, it would say it's the best kept secret in medicine. Yeah. <laughs> and I enjoyed that. I mean, that's, yeah. that's really cool, but I want it to be known. It's so, it's so amazing. So, um, I, I, that, that's where it all started. So I started the, I started thinking about it. I really wanted to start it. And thankfully I met Yona in school and I got to know him better. And it was the strangest thing out of nowhere. He was talking about how much he wanted to do it himself, how he wanted to start a YouTube channel. And I thought it was, he was joking and I didn't, I didn't take him seriously, yeah. <laughs> but it turns out that we both had the same Somehow we both had the same image in our head of what we wanted out of this. So we started our YouTube channel because of that. And then through just trying to reach out to students, we realized okay, this is kind of hard to just grow organically without um, putting using other social media platforms. So we went to Instagram for that. And and then we realized, wait, Instagram is actually a great way to reach out to more podiatry students for this. And like we found you again through that um, and reach out to more pre-med students because that's there's such a huge, huge community on Instagram for that. Yeah. So we've been 
we started putting out more details, more tips, advice, that sort of thing through our Instagram, as well as kind of advertising for our YouTube at the same time. Definitely. Yeah, no, it's been it's good because I came across, like you said, on Instagram and Instagram is like our go to in this generation. And we go on that explore page and we go through a lot of stupid stuff sometimes, too. And we come across (laughs) all these weird videos and uh, weird things that people are doing. But then we come across like pages like yours and other uh, medical pages and podiatry pages that kind of educate us and our decision making and kind of uh, influence us on what we need to do. And when I actually saw your guys's uh, Instagram handle when it talked about the DPM journey, it kind of suits this whole purpose of this podcast that I started as well to kind of allowing students to come on here, share their journeys, and share their experiences, share their stories, so that you can be an example and leaders for the up and coming students who are deciding what to do. And like I said, it doesn't necessarily have to be podiatry you know it could be anything it could be in the medical field but it's also just being able to be an outlet for people to look at and spread the word about podiatry and spread awareness of something that you me and yona didn't know about when we were going through our undergrad stages and it really helped us now and we realized like hey we need to do this for people who are coming later on behind us so we're going to shift over to segment two uh, where Yona can take over and tell me how he got into uh, the DPM journey. And we'll talk about a little bit about the application process and your experiences in your first two years, okay? Sure. Sounds good. All right, cool. We'll see you guys soon on part two. <laughs>